Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast where we try to bridge the gap between science, goaltending, and everything in between. I'm flying solo today, no Ben. Uh, we're running our first ever in-person podcast, and joined with us today is Blake Piedela. Blake's one of my goalies here at Michigan Tech, so Blake, thanks for having, coming yeah, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so before we get in, I just want to say you're a little bit of a folk hero among the Instagram goalies. You are private yourself. But, um, you know, through my Instagram and stuff and being a smaller bully and having such a successful college career, people are really enamored by you. But before we get into all that and the huge tire pumps and, and talking about being a short king, um, what, uh, what got you into hockey and specifically got you into goaltending? Um, so I got into hockey, um, just um, had a lot of family relatives playing hockey. Um, and then getting their goalie, they used to always rotate the goalie when I was younger. Um, I don't really remember, but my dad said I liked it, so um, I just liked all that new gear. And so once I started playing, I just kept playing from a young age and never, never looked back. Never looked back. So you are from uh, Howell? Yeah, Howell, Michigan. Yeah. And then where would you play your minor hockey growing up? So just youth hockey, played like the Howell, Brighton area, just kind of back home, and then made the jump to AAA um, hockey, which is just like travel hockey, um, around like 14, and then played midget minor hockey until 16 and then and then went to the ushl for um in cedar rapids iowa um played junior hockey there and then and i came to tech and then so for a lot of kids um especially when they're playing like minor midgets or u16 um uhl is a big thing was that ever something on your radar has ever considered it it's a little different like myself and ben were canadian for us growing up, it's like OHL, OHL, OHL. So, but as an American goalie, what does the OHL like avenue look like or looked like for you? Yeah, so for me, I actually didn't really have much an avenue. I never got drafted and I never spoke to any teams, so it actually wasn't really an option for me. Um, I was always leaning towards college um, all along. I don't know if that was just my parents pressure and get a degree and whatever. If hockey doesn't work out, you always have that. But yeah, so that was never really an option for me, but I know it was still like, a lot of talk um, amongst my peers, like everyone, like, oh, the OHL, because it's just hyped up. So 
Yeah, it was never an option for me, but it definitely be a cool experience for anyone that tried it. You think if you went back in time and either you were drafted or you talked to teams, would that have been something you considered or was it always not college? No, yeah, I think it was always college for me. Just always had an idea in the back of my head. If this hockey doesn't work out, you got a good degree. So I think college route for sure. And what do you study uh, at Michigan Tech? Uh, mechanical engineering. And then next year, I'm doing a one-year uh, MBA program. In the MBA. So a smart guy. So obviously the title of the podcast, Boy Science uh, Engineering is part of the STEM field. Um, so if anyone's watching that isn't an engineer, tell us a little bit about the grind of being, kind of just being an engineering program, and then being a student athlete and time management and trying to balance that while being a starting goalie. Yeah. Um, in general, student athlete is pretty tough. You got to get your work done on time before road trip. Um, teachers are always leaning in and work will work with you, but yeah, it's a lot of dedication and then. Yeah, engineering it's it's just a lot of work it's 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 not the hardest i would say but it's just keeping keeping to it and dedicating your work and a lot of hours in the library after hockey um getting homework done so so what is a like a normal day for you as a division one college athlete like talk is talk 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 the audience to that yeah so um usually you have a class um thing about engineering is you have a lot of morning classes so i usually have 8 a.m all my years are at 8 a.m so um class from 8 a.m till noon and then come to the rink um, get a lift in, stretch, and then go on the ice for practice and video after, and then get a team meal here and then go right to the library, usually until 10, 10 30 at night and get home. So, and then do it all over. Yeah, do it all over the next. Some days are a little different. Some days, no homework classes are different, but that's usually a general. What was the biggest transition? Did you, so did you take a year off between high school and college? Yeah. So, what was the biggest transition for you as a freshman goalie? Just, being thrown with the fire, you're like engineering program. You have all these like weeding out classes. What's uh, you know, what was the biggest like surprise for you? And what, what do you think is the biggest thing that you I guess like struggled with, or like the takeaway in terms of managing throughout your five years here? Yeah, so um, I would say the biggest thing is, is as far as like getting in, having a year off of school and then getting into it is just like I don't know. Engineering is like there's not a first class I took. There wasn't a lot of just like answers. Just you solve it. if you don't get an answer, you still did a good job. So yeah, it was just kind of weird. Um, in that aspect, but yeah, it was cool to come in and kind of learn under everyone. And it was definitely an eye opener. I remember skating out of the Mac the first day. I was so nervous and I was even playing. So <laughs> it was a cool experience. Yeah. I'm back here. So I, I'm going to sprinkle in a lot of, um, Instagram follower questions because again, you are a folk hero, uh, but that briefly to the first question, uh, from Jason King 31. So what, or when are you most nervous or are, do you get nervous? Um, no, I actually can't. I think the most nervous I ever got was the first time skating out of the map and everyone was cheering and I wasn't even playing that game. So maybe just the fact when I was on in my control, maybe that's why I was so nervous. But, um, yeah, I don't, I won't really say nervous. Maybe I do like leading up to the game, like Wednesday, Thursday, but then once you get to the game, it's just kind of your routine. So when, so when you, was that a game that you were playing or no, you were it was like backing up. Oh, that was, that was the third goalie. Oh, uh, I almost slipped on a puck on the way out. Oh, oh my gosh. That would have been a hefty, hefty find. Yeah. What, uh, when was, uh, so you played one year here before I got here. Yeah. So what was your, when did you get your first college start? How'd it go? How'd you feel? And like, what'd you, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Yeah. Um, my first college start was freshman year. Um, uh, maybe halfway through the year or something like that. It was against uh, Minnesota State Mankato. Um, they're a great team then, but I remember we didn't really give up too much. I only had like 20 shots, two goals. I mean, I didn't really see much action, but yeah, it was good to get my feet wet and kind of finally get a game in after a long season of not not getting one. So how'd you manage, uh, those that don't know, Blake didn't play a ton of games his first year. 
uh, if I have a better podcast, I also have your stats up. Actually, I might pull them up in a second. But what's, um, you know, how how do you man? How did you like manage mentally and physically, kind of going from you know playing a lot of games in junior to all of a sudden not playing a game? I guess leading from the off season for almost all seven eight months. Yeah, so I think I only had like three or four starts um, my freshman year, maybe even yeah, I think maybe even three. Um, but yeah, I just I just kind of went into season like. I was confident in my abilities, and but I just knew there was two, two uh, a senior and a junior goaltender. So I just kind of took it as I'm just gonna learn under them and get bigger and stronger in the weight room, and just kind of adapt and and get better every way I can. And then just if if my number's called, I'll be ready. But that's kind of how I approached it. Yeah. So you went from 47 games the year prior in Cedar Rapids to six total appearances. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely can relate to that. I think I had four total starts my freshman year and 13 appearances my, my sophomore year. So it is challenging. Uh, one thing I always like to ask, like what was the recruitment process like for you from Sierra Rapids into Divisual? Um, so actually uh, the recruitment to Tech started probably when I was in playing midget minor AAA hockey when I was like 16. It was like a brutal commitment when Mel Pearson was here. That's kind of when Logan and I, we came here on an unofficial visit and um, then we committed here that summer, um, July of one uh, sixteen summer, and then just yeah, when Cedar Rapids like Joe got the head coaching job, so he would call us um, every once in a while, just checking in, and then yeah, he's just like yeah, if you want to come in, you can come in, and I was like yeah, I'm ready. So did you? So you would you have committed when you were in Compuware seizures? Um, no, it was Compuware, yeah, Compuware. So when there was the coaching change between Mel uh, and then Joe, was did you ever consider going to a different school? No, yeah, no, it's. I always knew whatever coach they had here would do a good job, and he called us right away and just walked us to the team and still wanted us and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're still fired up to come here. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so let's talk about your your sophomore season. That's uh, called it. Isn't it? No. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Because that was my first year. Mm-hmm. So my first year day in the job, and that's when you, that's when you took over. So we had brought in uh, Sink, Mark Sinclair uh, from Alabama, we had Bales and we had and we had you, yeah. and so I know from my from my coach's perspective, we the job was was open, and I know Sink started uh, the year in for their what Lake State, yeah, and then you played against Mankato. It seems like we just only play you against Mankato. Yeah. Um, what's uh like for you going into kind of like an open spot, different than your first year, where you, you're battling for that number one job. Did you change anything leading up to that season or like versus leading up to your freshman year? Um, no, I would say it changed anything. I would just say just like knowing you got more of a chance, if that makes sense, just kind of like lights a fire in you and, and makes you, I don't know, hungrier, if that makes sense, kind of knowing you have an open chance and just best guy open. So yeah, I was just excited for the opportunity. I was looking forward to the year. Um, so for me, I could tell you when I accept this this position, unpaid position, so that's why you need to subscribe to the Patreon because until until the year of leaving college hockey, all goalie coaches were unpaid. But um, for me, like I remember when I, ate, when I had a call with you guys in the summer, and I was asking, I have those notes somewhere, and should have should have pulled them up. But um, the biggest thing for you, and I, I got I got to say it all out because it's not like an issue anymore, was your blocker side. Um, so I remember coming in and everyone was like, Blake cannot stop the puck to his blocker side. Yep. Um, so do you remember how we fixed that? Yeah. So the, the term you used a lot was lawn mowing. And the first time you said, I was like, what is that? And then you got to explain it to me. 
yeah, I was always any high shots or anything about block aside, I was just pulling away and giving up net. And you know, we, we worked on that for a while and hammered at home and got that fixed safely. And that's something I tell everybody. Like everyone's like, oh, Mikey, what did you, what did you do to Blake? Like I didn't do a whole lot in terms of your game. We had to fix your hand positioning yeah. and being a small bully, we had to adjust your depth. Yeah. And those are the, those are the real, like the main two things that I did for you. Everything else you did like on your own, I was there to guide you, make sure you're going in the right direction, not getting bad habits. But I think like a lot of, a lot of people, when they analyze goalies, they think of, or goalie coaching, they think you need to, to change everything. And I got, I got you pretty raw. Like you, I was very surprised to hear you didn't have a ton of goalie coaching experience. You had, you had, uh, Joy Verde in yeah. Cedar, Rapids, Cedar Rapids and a little bit of Rob in the summer leading up to Tacknells and that was it. Yeah. So what was your impression of me day one skipping on the ice and my coaching style? Because I know my coaching style isn't for everybody. I do try to adjust it depending on the personality. But what uh, I am curious of what your first impression was. No, I loved it. Like you said, I never really had a goalie coach. And I don't know if it was just you being the younger guy and just out of college or just out of pro hockey recently. It was kind of cool to be able to pick your brain. Um, but yeah, I like I like your teaching tactics. Um, and like you said, you didn't. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do this. You just kind of, with all three goalies here, you just, what worked for them, you stick with it. And then you just kind of fine tune their game. Like you said, with me, it was just hand positioning and depth. And so you're not necessarily changing, necessarily changing the way they play, but you just kind of fine tune some things and it makes us a lot better goalies. So yeah, helped you, a lot. Did your five was too hard on you? No, not at all. Dude. I just want to make sure, I, I, don't, I don't think it was. I think I, I adjust. I mean, the way I am as my personality and the way that I was coached and then the way I, I I wanted like that sarcastic comments, but I like the mild. I like the binary issue. And you're and you, you're a competitor. Yeah. For most of the time, it's me trying to walk you off the ledge. Yeah. Uh, and just keep you focused and dialed. And actually, one of the questions that was brought up was, was there anything that, like for me, is what I think I have changed in your game, or any anything I've done in your coaching? And I think the only thing I was thinking about on my drive here, the only thing that I've changed in your game was last season. I would have liked to have managed your fatigue better. In terms of because you're such a competitive person, and I didn't want to like pull you back and be like, no, you can't. I wish that I had stepped up and said like, no, you're not skating Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Like you're taking more time off, and that's like that's on me and that's my responsibility. But I think other than that, um, I think that's the only thing. And so let's let's come to another question. Being you know being a short guy, being being six feet NHL teams, he's six feet. Um, what's like the biggest What's the biggest thing you focus? This is one from on. I can't even pronounce that, but Andrick Glass. What is the biggest thing you focus on being a small bully? Um, I'd say the biggest thing is um, staying in position. Um, one thing we work out through is depth management. Um, so actually, being a small goalie, I always thought, oh, you need to be super aggressive and and out on top of the paint everywhere. And I mean, I always thought that was the case, but you can actually with your size is a happy medium um, on certain shots. Um, so. I think just work on my depth management and um, being in a position square is probably the biggest thing. Um, if you're in the right position, a lot of times you can make the save. So, I think that was, yeah, definitely. You're, you're the way you did a good, a good job of controlling your game. I think that's your biggest attribute is because you're a small goalie, our focus on was patience, depth, tracking, and being able to beat everything under feet. And I think you did an exceptional job of that throughout our three years together was when we first got you, you were like the slide and you were yeah. so aggressive and your like hands were like punching out and you're standing in like basically the hash marks. Yeah. And, and 
you know, to your credit, you were very receptive of any suggestions I had. And once we backed you right up, you were, you were just like ahead of the play all the time. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the biggest things that allowed you to be successful and especially like college game. Um, you know, we'll get into like development camp in a second, but the college game, like if you've never seen college hockey, it's very defensive for the most part, especially the CCAJ, very defensive. And so it only, there's only like, well, depending on your team, a couple of grade A chances in a night and any opportunity you can get to kind of put yourself in the best position is going to be incredibly important. I thought you did a, you do a really good job of being able to control and manage the game, especially on the penalty kill. I think that that's kind of when you shine is your, your ability to beat everything on your feet and your patience. Um, so you just recently got back from your first NHL development camp um, as someone who has either set or tied the NHL record for most development camps attended at five. Reflecting at <laughs> maybe six. I think it might have been six. I don't know. It was a lot. A lot. It was a lot of development camps. Not a good thing. Um, so what was that experience like? Uh, what was that experience like? You just tell me all about it, like the day-to-day, the schedule, the goalie development, working with, um, did they have both their NHL and NHL? Um, they had their NHL and goalie coach there. So working, who, who was that? Um, so how was how was that experience going to, to Dallas? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like my first, like you said, first development camp. So um, first time experiencing the pro lifestyle and, yeah, it was cool. Um, they teach you a lot, like on nutrition, mental health, um, just kind of stuff you wouldn't really necessarily talk about a lot. Um, but yeah, so we in the mornings we get up pretty early, have a team breakfast, and then we we're on the ice for we skate in two ice sessions. There's two different teams. Um, do like a skill skate in the morning, and then do like a team practice, and then there was like a lift, and then there's some testing. Um, I remember the first few days it was a little more exhausting because their their goalie he. The day one they drafted you wasn't in yet. You didn't have a physical or something that we were on for all all three ice sessions. So, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. And first time I got to experience that pro lifestyle. So, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, the pro lifestyle is pretty nice. <laughs> and not actually that they treat you big shoes so well. Yeah. And the development camp is actually is not even that indicative of the pro lifestyle. Yes, yeah, so you don't skate that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, when I know like we were talking and you were considering going pro at the end of the season like you're just you're coming back you're playing your fifth year you got a COVID year what what was the major factor for you in coming back and playing one more college career year college game college college uh <laughs> the following game uh <laughs> yeah um just um after the season just kind of took some time to relax and and hang out for a while and talk to my agent um yeah, there wasn't um, a ton of interest over here in the States, um, uh, the being size or whatever, but um, there was a few opportunities in Europe that were definitely intriguing. Um, but yeah, just at the end of the day, um, having an extra COVID year and uh, opportunity to get a master's degree and, and play one more year of college, it just felt like the best opportunity and at the right time, and it's just the best decision for me, so I'm just excited to do it. Yeah, much to my syringe as I had worked very hard to ever log with your agents to try to get you some good spots, yeah. but no, you got to do do what's best for you. And I think I definitely you're you're gonna have another yeah. good year. Um, you're also how many records do you hold here? Four. I don't know all the ones I don't. You do probably all, all the ones that you shattered of mine. Um, although I do have one over you, which is consecutive shutout minutes, but. You've crushed all of them. I think you're what one or two games away from all-time win. Yeah, with a with an asterisk because I'll have five years now. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely. I can admit against you is 
since I'm your goalie coach, I get like half. Yeah, this is actually the You're still actually just my records. Uh, I have a question to carry from James Meredith, 31. So this is actually something I haven't, I didn't ask you. I mean, we talked after your last game last year, but um, how tough was it to rebound after the Penn State, Penn State game? And what have you taken away from it? Yeah, the most difficult thing was probably just not being able to go back out there and get another game. You I mean, that's just the way your season ends. Um, yeah, this obviously wasn't a game I did play well at all. Um, our team, I say we didn't play well either. Um, but just the takeaway is just probably just experience being on a big stage. Um, anytime you get to do that, um, it just more experience, more experience. Um, hopefully the next time you'll get the win. But, um, yeah, just learn to always be ready. I mean, you get one chance and you got to take advantage of it. Obviously we did it, but I would just say, yeah, next time we got to be ready if we did for lucky enough to get the opportunity. And you, um, you had the option to finish the game or to leave early. What, uh, this is, I think is a really interesting question to kind of get in your mindset. What, what went through your brain and what made you decide to, to stay and stick it out? Even though I think at like five or six, you know, uh, Joe Jake needed the option to, to come out and a lot of goalies will see that landmine, that lifeline and they'll, uh, and they'll, they'll jump ship, but you decided to grind it out. What? Uh, what was going on in your brain? Yeah, so obviously I was pretty disappointed, but during the game, we just saw, I was like, all right, I got the next one. Um, yeah, I was thankful to Joe to, to give me the opportunity. I mean, sometimes it might just yank you, so I was thankful of that. Um, yeah, I just, when you, when you asked me, I didn't even think twice about it. Um, Chris Light actually came and asked me, he said, hey, Joe's wondering if you want, if you want to come out, and I was like, no, I'm good. So, yeah, I just wanted to finish the game, um, finish the season. Obviously, it's not how we wanted to go, but yeah, I just never thought about coming out. Yeah, and that's difficult. And you know, I, I didn't travel professionally. School, uh, school comes first. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, school does come first. Uh, it was it was disappointing, but uh, I did think you. I but I should be honest. In my brain, I, was, I wanted you to get pulled earlier, just because I was like, this is yeah. I know how it feels. Yeah, but then how you let it dry. Um, but I'm glad that that you stuck through it. I think that shows a lot about your character and like your. You just try like the buy in you have the team and how bad like the how hard the team works yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um a little bit of a brighter note from Chase thirty one. What is your all time favorite piece of equipment? Oof. I would probably have to say my helmets. So far, like they've always been painted and um every year it's a surprise of what I'm gonna get. I just kinda let my painter do his work and yeah, I, I kinda have a collection of them now and yes, every year I kinda look forward to getting them and, and wearing them. I like all the numbers, though. They're all 31, 31, at least two year. Yeah, they're all like 31. Actually, there is a 40 out here. Um, and otherwise, and, uh, this is a question I do like to ask a lot of a lot of athletes, but what is what advice would you give your younger self in regards to, one, in hockey, and then two, in life? Um, probably these both together in hockey and life. Um, I would say there's not really a hurry. I feel like when I was younger, I was always just in a hurry. Like, oh, I want to get to high school. I want to... Get to the next level i want to get the next level but then once you're here you're like you know what was the rush but so yeah just take your time and your path is is what's what was designed for you so just take advantage of it and have fun and and don't always be looking for what's ahead i think that's a really good piece of advice one like i i'm definitely only now in my life i realized that i was like okay the only things i wanted was to play hockey and everything was hockey and hockey, hockey, hockey. i went back and like wow i missed out on like a lot of things you know sometimes it's like if i had been a little more lax would i have been as successful than yeah. it was it? but those are things you can't really dwell on yet yeah. you know that's a really good um 
piece of advice. Was there, was there any like specific times that you've been like, if you could go back and be like, I need like, was it, I should have played next for me. It was, I should have played an extra year junior. Yeah. I was not ready to go and play college hockey. I thought he was, I wanted to come in to compete with Phoenix because we were both going to be freshmen. Oh, you see how that turned out, obviously, as he's just signing the one point five million dollar deal, and I'm begging for podcast or podcast subscribers. Yeah, but uh, like, what was the? There's a one specific time where you'd be like, "Man, I wish I just just give me like one more year, AAA or junior or whatever." Yeah, I'd probably say allow me to do junior hockey. Um, Joe Kay gave us opportunity. He said you can come in if you want. Um, and we both Logan and I both took the opportunity to come in. But with it with them being a senior and a junior, I think they were. Um, I knew my opportunity was gonna be pretty hard to to gain the net. So yeah, I guess it would have been could have been helpful to stay another year juniors. But also on the other side, the next year this kind of when I um, took my ground. So I mean, it's hard to know. But yeah, if I say anything, maybe another year juniors would have been helpful. Yeah, it is. It, it is so hard to know. Everything's like hindsight because you know you've been one of the best goalies in college hockey for the past three years in a row. And it's like, well, would you have been that good? And yeah. that, 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 would you have gotten? It's so many things. There's so many what ifs. But I think a lot of them. I think that the ultimate theme is just like, don't rush it. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. Don't feel like you need to do too much too soon, too early. Um, another one from eleven thirty. Did you? What was your hockey idol growing up? And did you have like a non-hockey idol? Yeah, I'd say my hockey idol. I always liked watching Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I had a little like sticker fat head on yeah. in my wall. Um, I don't know. I think I just liked the way he played. Super aggressive. And I don't know. So he's always the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's always diving around, making spectacular saves. So yeah, he was someone I just like to watch, and I always like watching him. Um, then hockey idol or non hockey idol. I was just by my parents. I was going to rinks every single day. They work twelve hour shifts. Come home, bring me drive an hour to practicing games on the weekends and stuff like that. So yeah, I can't thank them enough for everything they've done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a good. Yeah, it's a good smart answer. Let me not like some sort of rocks in the yeah. Just it's a bad, yeah, just a bad input. Um, give me tips for younger boys. I know this is general, and this is one that I get like a ton. But and, I, and there's like I know there's no like one size fits all. But any t- other than like being patient, uh, like what was, what's a tip for like a young goalie? A tip, man. It could be anything. It just it could be anything in life and hockey. I think these are like really important ones, and I'll give you mine after, or if you need me to, but bail you out. I might need you to bail me out. But one thing I haven't really worked on, which I think I need to work on a lot more, is puck handling. So I feel like I don't know if you, but does might not really tie in. But if you're a good puck handler, that can I don't know help help out a lot. And the something I feel like I always need to get better at. So not really necessarily a small goalie, but yeah, I mean, so if you want to bail me out here. Uh, mine is yeah skating yeah for young boys skating 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 like i was an average skater like with i guess like average pro skater mm-hmm. um not definitely not the best enough to get to to where i was but i find that especially more and more that i work with the younger bullies it's just their ability to skate is going to separate you from a good goalie uh, or to a great goalie or to uh, like a really you know, a weak goalie. Yeah. Um, and that is the time and effort you need to put every young age. So I know even now, like as they're doing Michigan Tech hockey camp, the first 30 minute sessions that I do, where there's only power skating and do the kids hate it. Yeah, you need yeah. it. But it is, that's the stuff that gets you better. And for every session, what do we do? Skate, re edge work. Yeah. Good at edge work. And the thing is, like, you are skating out better. Obviously, Max is, was a very good skater to begin with. Like, a sink skating out better. Bales is very good to begin with. Uh, Moe's skating has like 10 moves since we got in. So those are like really important things and that, that, that skating, skating, skating. And then the way that I like, 
the way that I'm going to set it up as I move forward into like, you know, AAA and the other bullies in terms of a long-term model is like in my brain, it's, it's, it sounds bad. And I know that parents are going to push back, but my, my new, my new saying is like pucks are a privilege. Mm-hmm. And so it really focus on the skating leading up to every shot for young goalies is that's my tip. And like fuck Hanley too. Like my fuck Hanley is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, do fuck Hanley. I didn't turn it over a lot. I only just made safe plays and I just didn't play it a lot. Yeah. So I can't turn it over. You don't play it. Never get out on that. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, what's, uh, what's your pregame meal? Um, I'm not too picky. It's honestly whatever they serve here, um, or on the road, but a lot of times it's chicken parm or some kind of pasta and salad. So that's usually my go-to every game. Yeah, that's a good, that's just a classic, yeah, classic hot chicken parm. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you superstitious or just a little stitious? Um, I'd say a little stitious. I used to be when I was younger and it just did not work out. I was just, you know I mean? When you saw a kid, I always think, oh, I got to get dressed this way. I got to, and all, all environments are different. So yeah, I'd say it's a little stitious. What's um? What do you got planned this summer? Um, this summer I'm getting married this weekend. Um, no, I'm not engaged to the wedding. Like everybody knows that it's pretty messed up. He skates me too hard. Um, yeah. So wedding this weekend. Um, and then just back here all summer. I've been up here all the summers training and, and skating every day. So Tyler Shalas has good workouts up here. So I'm staying up here rest of the summer. What's um? I'm just curious. So Tyler Shalas is the strength coach and assistant coach here at Tech. He's one of my one of my biggest mentors when it comes to strength conditioning. Uh, I, I always find it like the, the transition from like junior training to college training is always like a, a surprise for everyone. But to, like, what's, what has been your off season focus for you in terms of what are you trying to improve? Like physically on the ice and then off the, or on the ice, sorry, off the ice and then on the ice. Yeah. So, um, with Tyler, we've been doing a lot of, um, leg work. So just like speed and getting stronger, um, kind of helped with my fatigue a little bit. Um, so that helping that kind of translates to the ice or yeah, we do a lot of jumps, box jumps, stuff like that. So just getting quicker. I'm in the weight room. Well, man, play play days. A lot of salt, but yeah, a lot of, have you puked on the assault play? I have. Yeah. yeah. I'm usually, I'm usually, I, I'll usually puke. Every time we do the salt fake, unless it's somehow I get lucky, but I know I don't know if you I don't, uh, I don't party with that anymore. Yeah. I, I, those days are, those days are way, way behind me. I paid mouth. I paid my dues. Um, what's, um, like looking at your hockey career, what's like the f- most fun or what's that one memory you look back that you just like, and you just smile. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably say like a, Couple and one of them is probably winning national championship in uh, minor hockey U16 with uh, computer. That was fun. And then I don't know in college it's it's been fun. Just I don't know. I've never been on a like a part of a school team. So just being in front of a school and just traveling. I think going to Arizona was really fun. So I think just the long bus trips and stuff are a lot of fun. And get be, getting be able to leave like Thursday, Wednesday, and miss some school and be gone. This was just fun to get away and. Very needed, just probably you know, yeah. any any like stories that pop to like pop in your head. Either it could be you or the guys that you just like you just laugh like while well, you see one, but you can tell on the podcast. Yeah, I mean everyone's just so dumb. There's just so many people doing so much dumb stuff on the bus and hotels. And there's just I mean I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you know, a lot of fun times. Um, is there any? So we're getting we're getting close to the end. I know we both we both have to run, but um. Is there any like final like thoughts or anything or like what's kind of like your mindset moving into this last season? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think just whatever I could do to help the team win, 
um, being older guys, I don't know, I'll be probably be pretty old compared to all the freshmen coming in, but just being able to mentor anyone if they have any questions, just, um, let them know, just kind of show them the way we do it here at Machine Tech Hockey and just do everything I can to help the team win. And then you actually met, that brought the point here is like your, your younger brother is coming in. So now we're going to have four kids. Yeah, four kids. Four kids. Three brothers, one cousin, cousin yeah. one cousin. Yeah. Um, how come your old, your younger brother is way taller and more handsome than you? No, I always ask my dad that maybe a few times a month. Just, we'll go with the heck happened. But <laughs> yeah, you must have got the good genes, I guess. Is yours it or split? The height was split. That's probably right. what it is, Logan. I had to split. I would have been six, six, ten. <laughs> and I think it was actually the first time I met your dad. I couldn't believe how tall he was. Like, he's not like super tall, but he's really very tall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell been? I got my mom's jeans. You got your mom's shirt. Mm -hmm. So do you find, like, we, we mentioned it briefly, but do you find me in, like, a, like a short game? Um, do you find that that motivates you, or is that something that you struggle with? Because I know, like, a lot of goalies, that's not, like, that's the excuse. And I get it a lot. It's something too short and too small. And here we are. If you look at small, successful goalies, they can definitely succeed in college. You know, if you look at guys like, you know, yourself, you have Levi, you have all these smaller goalies and now starting to sign for deals and getting opportunities like when you the, the one the i guess the metaphor analogy that i use is the pie mm -hmm. and the pie of skills and if you're shorter then you're the slice of height the height slice is a little smaller so everything else needs to be bigger and if you were describing your perfect small bully what are like the four or five pieces of the pie that should be the biggest yeah i would say um be able to skate well, managing depth, um, positioning. What else did I miss him? What did you say? No, this is yours. Uh, don't 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 look. Doesn't have to be four pieces. Well, you can be a bunch of pieces. Yeah. Um, and I would just say mobility is a big thing too. I mean, if you if you're not really mobile, being small. I mean, the big guys you got the big legs. So I just say four ones that I focus on are mobility, speed, um, positioning, and depth. So okay. what I always try to focus on and traffic and see it is. That's all the addition. Because <laughs> again, like you think about it, you and this is the funny thing too, and this is the way that I like to like explain it to you and explain it to all my bullies is everyone like what overthink school attending. I overthink it, I thought, mm -hmm. but I try to break it down in the most simple form as possible. And goaltending is just the position of taking up space. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And like when, when you say taking up space, everyone assumes like, oh, like you're J.S. Shigeru, you're just blocking, like pretty yeah. humor wrestler. Yeah. There. But no, like every, all your movements, your, your tracking, your skating, your, your reaction, it all is just taking up space mm -hmm. behind the net. And so you take up less space mm -hmm. than some than me at six four. And so you, I can get away with not being a good skater, not being as flexible, not having a great tra tracking. All these things, I don't have to be as good. Where you or small goalies have to be that much better at all the other things that I'm not as good at in order to kind of fill up that pie. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. So that's why again, like we skate every work, yep. tracking. You dub down a ton for your mobility. Your ability improves a lot, except it only works in games. <laughs> I was always funny, but I just don't know. I don't know. I wake up on the skate in the morning to skate, especially when we were skating. Like, I just like, off. really sick to me. I'm really, I can't. I can't. Or even like, oh, I wanted to like back door stuff. You're like, ah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but in the game, you're just like gumby open. It's yeah. adrenaline. Yeah. Um, so Blake, well, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Is there anything or anyone you want to shout out? I know like you're, you're a quiet guy on social media and that stuff, but is there any, anything, anyone you want to just say thanks to or a shout out? Just 
thanks to Jamie, you guys got to try out this. I didn't, I didn't even tell them. I know they, I know they, didn't, they didn't think it was uh, planned, but it wasn't. I'll, I'll pass you a 20. I mean, if you take any information you can get from him, because it's all important and it'll help you a lot. So would you say subscribe to my podcast? Yeah, uh, my Patreon. Yep, I would. So thanks everyone for watching. Uh, we're, I'm looking at doing a lot more of these in-person interviews. I hopefully you liked this format. Um, going on the the world tour here in like two weeks to Texas, then Florida, the Texas for Texas, then Finland, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of places. We're gonna get Max Barron and other like goalies. Uh, other any people that you want me to get on, just let me know. Again, like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate you guys for watching, Blake. And congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Delighted to you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to be here for your last season, but as always, man, it's been a pleasure working with you. And if you ever need anything, just, just let me know. Stay in touch. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 